vert vitriolic. Okay, I'm hitting record. Rough. You can do the intro because yeah. I have vitriolic anger at our guest. You think I don't? All right, I know you cool. do, but you just seem to know him better, and I can never yeah. remember his last name. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you know we have this guest, and if you've read the title of the show, you know who it is. So you know where I'm going with this. But I have issue with our next guest, and apparently, and I didn't know this, Kevin has issue mm-hmm. with our next guest. Kevin, do you want to go first or do you want me to air my grievances first? The people verse. Well, intro him because now we have to change his intro and that is part of the grievance. That'll that'll lay out the thesis of the charges, I think. Yours are m- much deeper. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me start with mine. All right. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and uh, you may know our next guest <laughs> as somebody who recently retired from grappling competition and has been so out to pasture there that he's made his way after a very successful debut in MMA, a hilarious one, still successful, but hilarious. Uh, <laughs> you may know him as the hussy that cheats on this program with Ariel Hawani on the MMA hour before talking with us. <laughs> so this slut has decided to walk his way back to us and pretend like nothing ever happened. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show, Gary Tonin. Gary, how are you, sir? Did you did you prior to to this whole recording caution me on what I should say and then open the show by calling me a slut? Are you not a slut? Did that just happen, counselor? <laughs> uh, classic misdirection. I mean, you didn't answer the question. Narrative comment. Narrative comment. Fair. I'll uh, I'll confirm. But <laughs> I'm just saying. I do in the think context- it's kind of ironic. You can think whatever is ironic. It's actually more of a coincidence. I want to point this out though, Gary, <laughs> which is. I even hit you up. I was like, hey, talk to me when you're ready. And I know full well. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, no problem. And I want to give you your space to enjoy yourself and to get fat and to congratulate you because, uh, granted, it was a very successful debut. Again, I mentioned it was funny, and we'll get to that in a second. But then <laughs> when I see you go on Aero Hawani and I see you go there first, I'm not, like, <laughs> super mad at you. But I will say it is interesting that you have someone who refers to grappling or jujitsu, that thing that you do, as your respective sport. Like, uh, it's like, ah, oh, what is that thing you do? Uh, that sport. <laughs> Compulsively Whatever. masturbate. No, 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 no. I didn't. Uh, I didn't mean your private things. I mean, like, it's, uh, it's the one with pajamas. <laughs> I don't know which one of that is. So you're known for that yeah, gentleman that uh, you had talked to you first. Your response. You guys trying to say that Ariel Hawani's not well educated in the grappling world? I'm saying 100%. he struggled to figure out the saying. name of grappling or jujitsu <laughs> or Brazilian jujitsu <laughs> or any of the twelve different names we call it. He could have called it submission pajama wrestling, and I would have been like, close enough. At Counts. least he's trying. <laughs> At least he didn't say gif. <laughs> he didn't say gif. That's true. worse. That's my, I agree. That's my least favorite. I'd rather people just didn't what call a- it anything than jits because it's always it has like a America sort of pissing me off too. I hate it. I hate it so much. Somebody said something pretty good about it once, and I just use it on all my students anytime they've ever said it. First of all, if they say jits in a question they're asking. To me, I just immediately pretend like I didn't hear the questions they asked until they, they say the word correctly. Then once they say it correctly, I was like, oh, interesting that you called it jits. You probably take shortcuts in your training too, loser. Pretty good. Oh, that's uh, good stock burns here. This is good for your future yeah. heckling comedy <laughs> career. 
Yeah. Uh, it's super good for for stock stuff, but it's been overused, I think. But I still think it's worth mentioning. Not unlike mm. your heel hook game. Didn't sh- are you wow. struggling? Yeah, I mean, with you mean like AJ Agazarm used it in Kasai? Hold Don't on, get ahead of hold us. on. I have of plenty us. of jokes <laughs> to go there later. <laughs> we're we're going to talk that about was, uh, your new intern. That was fun to watch. Yeah, he's taking. You're directly responsible for that. It's part of why I'm so upset with you. Are you joking? He's taking your non whimsical approach to it and just pissed everyone off. Which, wow, it's just really not fun to watch. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Your Dark Knight clone aside, the side chicks you are currently balancing must be getting to you. You've got grappling over here that you're just mm. straight up ditching, not responding to texts immediately. It takes mm. a few weeks, and you're like, sorry, I've been busy. <laughs> You've got MMA where you're just aerial texts you. It's like, I've got time. I can come over right now. I'll, I'll be right there. So we're on the side chick. I mean, who knows I about your actual personal life? I can't Maybe ma- too available. Is that what you guys are trying to insinuate? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I was just trying to poke yeah, at all of the I shouldn't things. allow I shouldn't I shouldn't be like his uh you know, his eleven o'clock call, you know, like everything anything past like ten PM I should probably shouldn't respond to. I'm just Can you saying. understand though, Gary, on that episode, you have Stephen Wonderboy Thompson calling in, you have Who's that? Joanna. Uh-huh calling in and then you're the available one that's in there like you're the one that he has to he actually for you know the, the funny part the was is he actually didn't he actually didn't want me he didn't he didn't actually ask me to come to the show that's the best part he's like he's like yeah we can i could just have you call in i was like well i'm literally in new york it'd probably be better if i just showed up and he's like oh yeah i guess maybe you could do that <laughs> <laughs> this is taking a very sad turn that i did so not he, expect he, he definitely, he definitely was like not anticipating me even being on the show. But after I said that, I guess he probably felt that. So, well, I like him more now. If that, That's if that helps. <laughs> we've, been, we've been joking so, about Ariel on our show and saying that he's become more and more like Seinfeld because all of his questions are now ending in up inflections. So it's definitely him <laughs> being like, "So what's the deal with grappling? Huh? You doing that?" <laughs> it's just like, wow. <laughs> Oh man, it's an interesting experience to say the least. Was that a big bump? Did you get a social media cruise in after that? Did you notice? Because I felt like I couldn't look away from the goddamn screen without seeing your cheesy grin just uh, yank it away as people were applauding you, and I still don't understand that. Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely a little bit, but it's you know, I, I was on the one time before and. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's as much of a second time, but I mean, it's good to be on there with other guys. But, well, I, uh, I don't even yeah, assume the know. second time. I just think post your fight because mm-hmm. the grappling community looked at it as a victory. Um, and I would like to pose Did a they? question to you as a hot take. Did they though? No. And here's why. No real grappling was used. <laughs> I heard you abandon <laughs> grappling, not because you wanted to impose your striking, but because you're struggling from a, crisis of confidence and you just forgot how to do it can your your thoughts is that true or false just... <laughs> yeah i just uh i really shit the bed there i just forgot every i forgot how to grapple mm-hmm. in the fight and all i could revert back to was just caveman mentality and just beating <laughs> the person in front of me with my fists wildly swinging at him with fists and feet <laughs> until i hit something you know so that's pretty much what happened. I just, I mentioned something the other day on social media 
um, which I didn't say it directly happened, but I may as well admit it now that like, I mean, when the fight happened, I just saw red. And then afterwards I woke up with somebody else's blood on me and I was like, wow, that was what, what happened here? And, uh, yeah. And then I threw an elbow down and, and I was like, yeah, I think I won this thing. Several elbows to be just a <laughs> fact check. It was like one. Now, Kev, we're airing our grievances, and I think it's really important to note here. Um, one thing that I would like to complain about, Gary, which is you and I live uh-huh. on different coasts, so sometimes yeah, calling you is, is a little bit of a struggle because you're on a different time zone. God. And that's fine. Uh-huh. I don't mind. Listen, I'm not trying to be in the same time zone as you. However, when you decide to go to a different continent and you have a fight there, you do make things yeah. interesting. It's like, oh, let's see what time Gary's fighting at 3 a.m. in the goddamn morning. Mm, <laughs> I don't know about this. So I'm doing my damnness because I actually I think I was trying to sleep through it. And then I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm up. I might as well just fucking watch it. And I'm watching it. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I actually if I remember correctly, I go. All right, maybe you can go back to sleep. Hopefully you missed it so you can go back to sleep. <laughs> and I looked down and I saw the beginning of like everybody doing the parade out. And I go, oh, fuck, I'm right on time. All right. <laughs> so, so by mistake. By mistake. Oops, by accident, I caught it, yes. And yes. we did this hilarious sort of recap. And I wanted people oh, to Oh, that see. was amazing. That was maybe one of the greatest things I ever saw. Because I mean, selfishly, uh, because it involves me, but 100%. It serves both of us here. It serves us for making fun of you, and it serves your ego for loving yourself. Gary, known the world over for being so humble in victory and defeat. But, Gary, one of the things that I did text you that made me laugh so much was at first people were really into it, and they were like, oh, that's really funny. I got to see this again, or they'd pass it on. But that was just the grappling community who seemed to enjoy it. And then we started to get into a whole bunch of people who were asking, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) So they didn't know who you were. They were just like, they were mad at me for making a highlight of somebody they didn't know. As if like, that's not allowed. If I don't know who that person is, they don't deserve a fucking highlight reel. Fuck them. Yeah. Then I'm I'm not surprised. This is where things get interesting. People thought that it was mean to you. So... (laughs) Did you get Aww. that vibe that it was mean to you? No, I mean, I thought, I mean, obviously parts of it for sure, but you know, that was part of, it was a buildup. It was a, it was a, like, make fun of me as much as possible. And then it's like, Oh wait, he doesn't suck as bad as we thought. Well, you know, I thought that was cool. It was a, it, I, we started at a low point. We built to a high point. <laughs> well, because here's what happens. The first strike, I think we see you throw is uh swing and a miss and then i think the second one at a certain point is you jumped like mega man where your knee just kind of goes up and i don't know that you're really drifting anywhere so i felt it first because you have to understand if we're watching you and we hope that you do okay and when i say we hope that you do <laughs> okay. okay it's that you won't embarrass grappling really is what it comes down <laughs> yeah 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 and then when that's happening it's just like oh no oh god just is he doing okay Okay, he's going to keep standing up. Okay, that's fine. Okay, his t- hey, did he connect there? Oh, shit. That looked good. That didn't look too bad. All right, all right. And then, like, immediately, when you didn't, like, pounce on him and start going straight into ground and pound, it became like, 
okay, he looks very confident, but he's also Gary Tonin. So it's very, uh, is, is this going to happen? And then the second round happens. So, Gary, what I want you to do is I want you to take us through what was going through your head through that first round. Because that's what was happening in my head. Was it much different or similar in your brain? Yeah. So, okay. So when I walked out there, first of all, I had to like wait for like 25 extra minutes because they had to do that little pre-show thing that they do with all the main card fighters, except for me, because I'm going to go on next. So it was like this weird, like, you know, like, uh, I was going to use an inappropriate saying to describe this, but (laughs) cheese situation where I'm like, (laughs) I'm like waiting to go like fully ready, but then I have to stay in that state for like 25 minutes Mm -hmm. because like, you know, I'm just waiting to go on. So anyway, uh, that's when I was the most nervous aside from me getting my hands wrapped. Uh, that scared the shit out of me for some reason. I guess it just made it way more real. Uh, I was freaking the fuck out when that happened. I, I believe that myself. you lose a little blood while they're wrapping them all tight. You kind of have to just sit there while someone smacks yeah. your hands for a half and hour. It, and it never happened before. Like that's the first time. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was weird. So then I finally walk out and you're in a, in a locked cage with a dude. So, and he started throwing punches at me and I finally get hit with one of them. And that was when all any anxiety that I had prior to that was just gone because I just got punched really fucking hard in the head. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to have to make sure I don't die in here. <laughs> so rule that one. Was the first thing that I thought that is rule one. So, so that was the, that was the first connection. He hit me a lot harder than it looks on camera. Like I think John and Tom were actually like freaking out a little bit about how hard I got hit in the temple. He's a Muay Thai guy, right? He's yeah, a big, I think so. They said he had a whole bunch of kickboxing fights. I kickboxing. couldn't find any record of those. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's what they say. I don't know. I mean, he hits hard and you see most of his fights. He just, he throws big overhands and left hooks. You know, sometimes he connects, sometimes he doesn't kind of what I was expecting. So, uh, so yeah, so I get hit with a sledgehammer in the head and I had never done like big glove or little glove sparring with bad intentions before. So the first hit felt like somebody hit me with a brick in the side of the head. I didn't even realize what happened. Like I got hit and I'm standing in front of the guy and I felt the pain of getting hit, but it was like, as if it never happened, Like I didn't see it, you know? So I got hit and it's like, it, it, I imagine it as, you know, that, that part in Zoolander, or not Zoolander, <laughs> sorry. Um, what's the, uh, what's the movie where the Zohan, that's it. Another Z movie. Oh, so with the Zohan where he's just like standing in front of a dude and he's floating midair and he just like slaps the dude in the face with a foot. Yes. I just want to say what a dropped reference that was to go from like Zoolander. Oh, okay. It's like that scene in Godfather. No, wait, it's dude, where's my car? It was the wraparound. Oh, come on. Zoolander is a little closer to Zohan than Godfather is to dude, where's my car? <laughs> At least they're both comedies. I think you understand the difference between everybody going like, Zoolander, acceptable reference. Uh, you don't mess with yes. the Zohan, which you can't even blurther through, is you going. Oh, come on. That's a great movie. When was the last so time anyway. Movie. I just want to. Ask I you, I reference it? it all the time. I'm going to run. Really not enough though for me not to remember the name initially. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Made such so, a good impact. Yeah, it's such a good impact that I fucking forgot it. It's the third so, uh, most yeah. googled. Don't mess with 
behind <laughs> Texas, me, and then it's don't mess with the Zohan wow. cast. So, wow, that's rough. All right. Well, anyway, it was a shock. Let's put it that way. Uh, then I'm pretty sure it happened one more time. Um, and I still wasn't connecting, as you noticed, and promptly showed everyone with your, you know, heckling and, and uh, you know, cut scenes. Uh, and as that started to happen, I was like, wow, maybe I can't do this. Maybe I suck at standing up and punching people. This is not going really well. I'm getting hit and the other person is not getting hit at all. Uh, so I panicked a little bit for sure. I was like, I don't know, maybe I should try to take like a different strategy here. So then I started kind of trying to work more towards the uh, edge of the cage. And as I started to do that, you know, cause obviously it's easier to take somebody down there. Uh, as I started to do that, I made some connections and I was like, Oh, okay. I, maybe I can punch somebody. And then, uh, I got a little overexcited maybe and kept doing that. And, uh, I guess the more I connected, the more confident I got. And then they got close enough to the cage that it made sense to take him down. And I thought they were actually going to finish it in the first round when I started doing the ground and pound punching him. But, uh, at, once it got to that point, it was like smooth sailing. I was like laughing and smiling. Like, I think he need me in the face once. And I like stuck my tongue out and smiled. Like it was, it was, I just knew I was going to win at that point. I don't know how, but I just knew. You had made a conscious choice. Obviously you were going to stand and fight. That was it. Well, that was the plan. Like, okay. So everybody in my corner and everybody that I had been prepping with the entire camp was trying to convince me absolutely to not do that. Like they were like, Gary, you've been grappling for 11 years. You should probably just tackle the guy and submit him. It's your first fight. Let's get this one out of the way. That's pretty much the general, you know, vote that I was getting from most people. Of course, we had been working on all the stand-up to prepare me, but you know, uh, everybody wasn't like super confident. Like <laughs> that I was going to be able to do it compared you know, to your grappling. Time. That's mildly fair. Sure. But sure. These so, guys. Yeah. Clearly... I think everybody was against me on that one. Well, they hadn't seen your brown belt Kumite when you went against the meows. They'd know you're a maverick. You don't take directions yeah. or strategy from anyone. <laughs> That's fair. So, uh, so yeah, man, smart, I, I think, uh, I mean, I, okay. It's a little smart. I'll say, I'll say this. Obviously it's <laughs> yeah, a combat I know, smart. I know you guys are always careful to compliment. Very careful. But simultaneously, you, you could argue you've got a good amount of experience grappling. Uh, you could argue it. Uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm not convinced. But, oh, damn it. Don't mess with the Zohan has a 45% liked it. Okay, I mildly stand corrected. I thought that was going to be way lower on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but now That's still you, pretty low, I feel like. <laughs> well, 45 is not bad. Like These people have been wrong about some things. Uh, it's Let's okay. also be clear. Zoolander doesn't have like a giantly vast improved score. We just want to make sure that you know the difference between the pop culture levels you're bringing up here. Zohan may have made more money than Zoolander at the box office. Oh, wow. It's true. Well, because it was in the Adam Sandler stuff. But Zoolander touched more hearts. Is that what you're trying to say? 100%, dude. Win the audience, win the crowd. That's exactly what you were doing in Asia. Now, Gary, (laughs) when we talk about this sort of thing, and I noted when I was watching it live, as I said, yeah, you did look pretty composed there. And and Kevin brought up the idea of wanting to keep it on the feet. And, like, was there a resistance to just not, like – completely go overboard to try and finish it once you had knocked him down because he was trying to throw those up kicks. He was on his back. You clearly were able to pass pretty well on him a little bit, but sure. But at a certain point though, 
somebody who is in their first fight may not have that sort of uh, composure. And we don't use the word composure in Gary Tonin uh, in the same sentence all that often. <laughs> so I guess sure. my question is, you know, what was it that made you not lose it there? Was it the coaching? Was it rounds with Jake Shields where you'd end up getting the shit kicked out of you that said, like, maybe I should be a little more composed in this moment. But where did that come from? Um, honestly, it was just like we did so much drilling and, uh, and sparring and stuff that I just, that's what we were working on, right? Like, so I was doing jujitsu every day, uh, but I was, I don't know, I guess my main focus was all these other things that I was learning. So in my head, I was like, all right, man, like, relax. It's time to swat his legs by and punch him in the face. Like, that's what you're supposed to be doing here. I wasn't even really thinking like pass his guard, submit him. Like, I don't know. I just had like a completely different mindset towards the experience, uh, than I normally would in like a jiu-jitsu match, you know? Uh, I was just like, okay, here we practice our throw bys. Like we're going to throw by the legs and we're going to punch this guy in the face. And I just went with that, man. So it's like a, it was a pre-programmed thing, um, more so than anything. Uh, but in terms of composure where I didn't like just go crazy ape shit and start punching him until I gassed out or something or like fell off of him. I don't know, man. I, when it comes to punching, I, I don't know. I guess I just have never, I've never been much of a striker like that because I'm always fearful that the person I spar is going to beat the shit out of me if I do something like that. So I like can't really freak. I don't really have the skills to like freak out on somebody and beat the piss out of them. Like, I, like I'm fearful that if I do that and gas out, like I'm literally going to get killed in the ring with whoever I'm sparring because everybody I spar is better than me. So <laughs> hard to believe. I would say this though, as I saw you and I saw your hands not be as bad as we all thought they could be. I said, that's a plus. <laughs> so that's good. But I will say, going into the second round, I had this uh-huh. one feeling, which was, if you knock this guy down and you lose this fight, I don't know that I can forgive you. Because <laughs> it was so overwhelming in the end of the first round where I'm like, all right, Gary, don't fuck up. You have to win this at this point because it's not the fight you let somebody come back in on. So uh, sure. you basically, I mean, that takedown against the cage was beautiful. From there, you look very confident. Every single person is hoping you finish uh, some sort of submission. But let's jump ahead just a few seconds in this, where you get that like kind of truck entry. And I just thought to myself, what's going through your head there? I predicted that it looked like you were kind of just being like, well, I did want to punch the lights out of him. But <laughs> if something really fun avails itself, I do that. Am I off the mark yeah. here? You're pretty close. So when he originally got in that position, uh, the first thing, I, I think, I think like how he got there, like my first inclination was to try to create distance and I wanted to knee him in the face while he was on the ground. Uh, mm-hmm. But he held on so tightly to the leg that I realized that that wasn't going to happen. Because in this organization, yeah. you're allowed to do that. And I just wanted to feel what that was like. It didn't really seem like I was going to have the opportunity. So then my second thought was, all right, he's holding in a high crotch position. I was thinking, I wasn't even necessarily thinking cross-body ride entry right away. I was thinking like funk roll to, to create some space so I could, again, knee this guy in the face. Um, and then as I did it, I kind of felt like, oh, man, there's kind of a cross-body ride entrance here. And as I went for it, I was like, wait, I still kind of want to punch this guy. If I do that, it's going to make that harder. And there's a chance that he might get on top of me if I fuck this up. So right. I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm just going to... I'm going to go for it enough just to roll the guy back to his back and 
you know, I'm done. Like, I'm just going to kick them off. And that's pretty much kind of what happened. Like, obviously all those thoughts were happening at once, but, um, I thought about it. I definitely thought about it for a second and to try to like t- test like a twister situation, but you I've had too many of those kind of like have a guy turn back up on top of me, you know? You flirted with the twister. Yeah. We all saw it. We and we expected Bravo to like sort of lean in the cage and be like drop five hundred dollars, like <laughs> shake it at you. Uh, <laughs> he's one to do. <laughs> yes, that, there's a track record. I assume he does have that. I assumed you were either gonna do what you did, which was be like, fuck grappling and fuck my fans. <laughs> no, yeah, we all it was really fun. I'll, I'll compliment you after this. Um, or you were going to just pull guard from immediate <laughs> like that. There was a small part of me that thought seconds into that fight, you were going to be on your butt. Just like, let's do this. So put that in your pocket. <laughs> if, there. if you really want to fuck with people in the next fight, just pull guard and submit them in two seconds. And people are like, Shit. what the fuck do we do with Gary Donan? Yes. And uh, you have to- I mean, I may have to. We'll find out, man. I hurt my wrist. You know, in the we, last fight, so I was gonna ask maybe I about won't be that. able to punch the guy next time. We'll find out. In the last I mean, fight, in the celebration, in the hotel room <laughs> after, you don't have to yeah, be shy true. with us. Tell us yeah, when you hurt your wrist. You know, it's amazing though, uh, Kevin. When you look on the television and you go, "Oh, Gary came away pretty unscathed, except for that bowling glove he's wearing." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. I just maybe I'm not hurt at all. I just actually took up another sport that you guys just don't know I'm going to be moving into soon. Is it no for real hurt? How hurt? What's that? Is oh, it? Oh, I for... tore a ligament in my wrist. Oh fuck. Yeah, it'll be all right. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I have a fight scheduled already. Like, well, it's not signed or anything like that, but you know, I have plans to have a fight um, pretty soon. So I'm assuming you mean an MMA fight. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's tone. I can see he's already so, moved past us. Everyone. Yeah. I started. I started sparring again. So, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent retired from grappling. Like it's in my contract I that I can do grappling matches. It just has to really be the right situation. Like I have to. This is be somebody worth fighting, man. Like, I mean, and everybody's getting signed to ACB, which is probably a conflict of interest for my organization. So I don't really know how that works. I don't really know, but most of the people worth fighting are kind of signed signed with those guys now. So I don't know who's who's going to be a possibility unless they'll do some sort of special deal with me that I don't have to be exclusive. I don't really know. Stick Part of me was hoping uh, that when he said that people he wants to have like a good super fight with, I think I was hoping he was meaning like Gordon, and that he's like, yeah, exactly, Gordon. <laughs> fuck, fuck him. But Gary, when you say that you aren't retired from grappling. I understand that, but like the sport is now moving on without you because when you turn your back on <laughs> flat out replaced, you just had to go away and we had to just keep moving. And here's the reason why. Do you notice now that the whole grappling community seems to be pretty quiet in terms of like mentioning you for any kind of grappling match? Now, granted, they know your situation. You've said, I can't do a whole ton of grappling sort of things. But if something comes up, that's fine. You left the door open and the community just said like, no, 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 no. We've got this whole AJ thing going on right now. So no one's mentioning you and all this melee of Nikki, Geo, AJ, Uh Geo, Geo versus robots. Like that's essentially (laughs) what we're at at this point. So I guess this question is going to be twofold. One, what are your thoughts on 
AJ what you created. Going full heel. Yeah, and, and you are responsible for this, so you can't get out of answering it. And two, yeah, uh, we're going to get your thoughts on uh, Kasai in just a second. But I want you to start uh-huh. with your analysis of AJ going full heel at this point. Going full heel. I mean, I think he's been trying to aim that direction. It's just taken a little while, I think, for him to get in a full character. Mm-hmm. I think he's slowly kind of getting around towards that. So is that the answer? You want me to answer that question first? Yeah, I wanted that question because uh, it does it just seem odd. Because you were there at Kasai and you were there sure. for the match uh, between Gio and Nikki, which was fun. But you also yeah. get to witness multiple times. Like you and AJ are always at the same event. And you got sure. to see him make this reference to Joe Rogan and Edgy Braj. What were your thoughts when that happened, though? Honestly, I didn't even hear the reference that he made. I just heard he, like, talked shit about both of them and said, like, they're wrong about, like, who's the best in grappling. And I'm pretty sure Joe and uh, Eddie may have said that it was us, like me and Gordon, maybe. I don't really know. Uh, pretty sure that that's what was the case. That's what he was arguing against. I don't know. But then I think it, it turned into, like, him talking shit about 10th Planet, and then he told Gio to leave here's my issue with him becoming full heel let's let's air this out um you can't like bitch and moan about the things other people do to you if you're gonna go full heel right like is the heel supposed to whine when somebody slaps him in the face like no he's supposed to throw a hand truck into a bus right like that's what's supposed to happen oh that's tricky because in, is, I, in true pro wrestling lore a heel does use every conceivable the thing possible to try and make the audience hate them. So that much I do understand. But in terms ah, I of see what you're saying, in terms of mixed messages, it felt like he had three messages that got all conflated at once where it's just like, you know, guys, Joe Rogan and Eddie, they don't know who the real grapplers are. Also, I want a match. Wait, did it, does that go together? Oh, I'm not really. <laughs> it also kind of bypasses some history, which I enjoyed, but mostly because didn't he do uh, an EBI or two? No, he's never he, been in one. Very famously uh, was supposed to be in the slap jitsu like somebody else on this call. I won't name names. Sorry, but <laughs> I had to go do the real thing on you guys. Yeah, I went, no I went, instead of doing the soft core, I had to go hardcore. <laughs> full penetration in this <laughs> in Gary's version. That's well, and I want to give a quick compliment to one championship before we continue on. A lot of mm. places like the UFC tries to bottle up. They're like the NFL. They hate their clips being out there. They hate it. Your fight yeah. was everywhere. Six seconds after the fight was done, the card wasn't even done yet, and someone had cut it, put it on YouTube, and one was like, "Awesome, put our logo." Oh right yeah, they the throw center. that thing out everywhere, man. So props to them, but okay. <laughs> so AJ was supposed to do one of those because to me, it feels like he is fully trying to be like, "Well, what would Gary do?" Well, Gary would heel hook this guy and then talk a lot of shit on the two head instructors. And it's like, well, that's probably not exactly what you would have done. There might have been like a no. sign or would have been, oh yeah, sign. I was just thinking about that the other day. Something whimsical. <laughs> like even when you did it, you weren't like Lovato's full of shit. He doesn't know how to teach jujitsu. <laughs> You're like, I'm ready to fight him. He won't duck me. So there's a little bit of this like 
intensity. Uh, and it does feel like he's trying to take It took a lot longer to make corner. that sign than it should have, by the way. We know. Just in case anybody's yeah. aware. There was like rulers involved and a lot of trips to the craft store. And like, I had to take Ubers there because I was in a town. It was, it was way more trouble than it was worth, I think. But I'm still kind of happy it happened. Sorry I mean, to derail that conversation. It's fine. We we lived through it together, Gary, and obviously it resulted in a match. Oh wait, yeah, no, it didn't. Okay, yeah, so, uh, probably. So anyway, that's the whole thing. And the reason why I say this is because now when we look back toward what you were doing, and I guess mm, Gordon still does it. Yeah, Gordon's it, a little was, bit. There was an element same. of when you were starting to do this sort of like uh, social media kind of provocateur, if you would, um, that now you just kind of seem tame by comparison. Now you're you're just a couple Twitter kind of tweets. I know. Of becoming rough, man. Tom DeBlatt. I just got to kind of like... I'm just saying, dude. Uh, I got to like squeeze out these little Twitter comments. I'm a little bit more... So, all right, there's two issues on my plate. One is I know 1FC has a little bit more of a clean-cut vibe than maybe some other of the organizations that I may have worked for in the past. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm trying to be, you know, a little bit more careful about perhaps some of the things that I'm saying or doing with Mm -hmm. them. Um, But that's never really stopped me in the past. Um, (laughs) I think the major one right now is I'm just, I'm so green at this whole MMA thing. I don't want to be like a total douche and start saying that I'm, like, hot shit and start calling everybody out and say I can beat Khabib. And, like, I don't know. I think it's taking things a little too far after only having one fight. So I'm not very loud right now. I have to – let me get some wins under my belt, a couple more TKOs, and then I'll, uh, I'll get, my, get my name out there a little bit more. We'll see how it goes. That's Point good advice order. for AJ, too. <laughs> Point of order, though. Can I just say this? It's not independent – that you necessarily have to be a douche because what if you are a douche and you know, I mean, the evidence is out there, believe what you want to believe uh, that you could be a douche and do that. Kev. I mean, here's the thing. Look at this for Gary, somebody on our comment section. And this is the one that made me laugh the most. Cause there was a lot of like, one person goes, I get what you're trying to do with this video, making fun of Gary, but there are levels and future to anyone's game. I was like, okay, whatever you want to say. But there's somebody else that <laughs> what is, said... What is he even uh, trying to say? That you uh, have I levels and future. <laughs> and I okay. could, We all know you don't have levels. You definitely have a future. There's a, But what you see is what you get with the G-Town. There's a user by the name of Brown Sinatra who said, the fuck is a Gary Toted? Which, amazing. I get that. But there was somebody here that said that they wanted you to go straight to fighting Conor McGregor. And I said, I agree. Well, okay. I mean, I'm in because I'd make a shit ton of money. But, I mean, am I going to start talking shit about how I beat Connor's ass? Probably not. That's... I also don't want a dolly thrown through my car. Cool. So, I'm definitely <laughs> not into that right now. You that could maybe go see him in jail. Maybe a fresh face yeah. on the other side of the glass, and then right as you put your hand hey, up, yeah. you can be like, "No love should for get, you." I should get, I should get thrown in jail and just have a jail YouTube fight. Oh. <laughs> Raph, there's never been a better reason for us all to get thrown in jail. 100%. <laughs> so we can cover it. 
This literally sounds like a rejected Stallone and Schwarzenegger vehicle that they just never did. Oh, wait. It's called The Escape Plan. Go see that movie. Or don't. It's really not great, but it's a good way to spend some time. Gary, let's get back to the situation It's also here, which kind of the plot to Gamer and uh, a few others. So we'll just... Gary, you were at Kasai, and it was a big day for one young Nicky Ryan. Um, I want to yeah, get to man. his performance, but I want to get some blame out there, which is how is it that you as a coach can go ahead and ascribe so much hate to this young man for not watching Bloodsport when you yourself call yourself his coach? Answer that and resolve that for us, please. He puts me in a tough spot, man, because it really goes against like everything I believe in. I just recently found out that he hadn't watched Bloodsport. And it, like, really hurt me, man. Like, I, I've been, like, watching over this kid for years now. And this whole time, he didn't even cover the basics. Like, that should be before your first jiu-jitsu class. Like, how do you even show up at a martial arts academy without watching that movie? You know? I, I, was, I, I was stuck, man, because I already had so much loyalty towards him. And then it's just like he spit in my face. And he still hasn't watched it. Well, I may have can. to eventually just disown him and leave the scene. You have to okay. ask yourself one question. What would the Kumite do? The Kumite would settle this very easily. They would just throw him out of the car as you were driving to the subway, yell, watch it or die, and then chant Kumite the rest of the day. <laughs> Good point. Now, I'm definitely going to throw this in his eyes the next time I start training with him. <laughs> That's fine. Gary, the issue is uh, you seem to place the blame on the individual, and that's fine. I understand. You have to do that. But my question is, if that's something you're supposed to do before jiu-jitsu, why isn't that something that you put on that whole get-to-know-your-student yeah. flyer that you have them fill out? Yeah, have you watched Bloodsport? You know what? No. Honestly, honestly, I'm going to add it, and I promise you guys that. <laughs> I'm going to add it to the form. Uh, I'll be the only jiu-jitsu school that has that on the form. <laughs> and you can find him at Brunswick BJJ to find Absolutely. that form. I'm also going to put it in the contract that if you haven't, that if you haven't watched them and I find out, I'm able to kick you out of the gym at any point in time. One hundred percent. Now that now we're talking. Now this is an actual real evil sensei. You aren't just putting it as a hashtag. And you're doing it. Yeah, I've got plenty of reason just demote someone that's a higher belt that hasn't seen it in front of everyone and be like this is your yeah. message it's just yeah it's just what i would do if i had a black belt all right now let's get to the point how did you feel his performance went what was your evaluation of that match because i saw you yelling out things from a corner which i guess means you were coaching but tell us uh, oh, you, what your interpretation of the match did, was did you guys did they play what i was actually yelling no Oh, bro, man, you missed some, at least one good comment. So, first of all, Geo slapped him in the face. Just, li- I can't wait. To- you guys got to find a clip of that and just post just the clip of him getting slapped. Man, it is the most deliberate slap in the face I, I think I've ever seen in jiu-jitsu competition. Like, even more so than, like, Jake and AJ. Like, somehow, somehow it's worse than that. Probably because, probably because Nikki's. 16 and in the seated position when it happens both times. <laughs> you just get full on slapped as hard as you can. 
So after the first time, I definitely I said something about slapping him in the face again or something. And then the second time he slapped him, I just screamed out, don't be afraid to gouge his eyes out for slapping you in the face, Nikki. And uh, that was <laughs> definitely, it raised a few eyebrows. I'm guessing they may have deleted it from the stream. I don't know. They didn't have you guys mic'd at I all. Wish, so you, I wish he would have done it. They, they probably shouldn't. It's for their best interest, but... No, we didn't get much from the sound. Even, I would say, less audience interaction in general. So I just assumed they didn't have everybody mic'd. Yeah. One time they had uh, World's mic'd, or maybe it was Nogi World's, and uh, Ethan promptly ran up to the to the microphone that was in the corner and started yelling obscenities into it. So I'm pretty sure that probably nixed that whole thing was slow they probably just were like no we're not gonna do this anymore wait ethan you had the canadian go do that i mean i was joking when i suggested that he did it and he just kept doing it repeatedly until he finally got yelled at and pulled away from the microphone do you notice though there is a string that somehow always comes back to you like you know the charlie day meme where he's got the strings that show the conspiracy theories and everybody thinks he looks crazy like the weird part about it is, if you really do look into it, it does connect back to Gary Tonin somehow. Yeah, all right. I mean, I do like to watch the world, bro. <laughs> you know what, though? I'll tell you this much, Gary. Since you've been away, I'm not sure you've kept up on the the world and the IBJJF pans beat. Uh, but this year, uh, they, definitely they, had, not. they had one day of commentary, which... Just uh, one. I don't know if you know, uh, but the pajamas, which we we enjoy, Kevin and I do, uh, the pajamas without narration is stunning. <laughs> it's very quiet. Is it? It's just it's too quiet. The whole event sucks, and it turns out watching it on your own can get really depressing without at least some <laughs> voice helping you. Because yeah. you're just scrolling around mats like a psychopath watching some. And okay, I stumbled upon John Combs fighting Leandro Lowe. And it was like, go fuck yourselves, Flow Grappling. Are you joking? Are you joking right now? Someone can't be on the mic being like, hey, on Matt 5 is the only fucking match you're going to care about for two hours. So you should tune over to that one. <laughs> See, but that's how Kevin found out. The way I found out was I heard the lady who's the essential Hunger Games announcer in the background going, John Combs will be taking on Leandro Lowe in five minutes. Go, oh, is that what's <laughs> happening here? Thanks for letting us know, like, real people. Which means 30 um, minutes IBJJF time, by the way. <laughs> right. It's on in five minutes. Like, yeah. so fucking get some popcorn. <laughs> You're in for a camp. Well, All right. Rep, yeah. can I compliment him? One time. We're almost through the end of the show. Go ahead, Gary. Oh, I was just going to say, one time me and Eddie were on uh, a long flight. I don't know if I was to California if it was to uh, London and uh, we were watching Kate and he's like, Oh, let's see like what, uh, you know, like the Mendez brothers are doing in the gi or something. And I don't, I don't remember who it was, but uh, he puts on a gi match and both of us within the first, I would say minute and a half just fell completely asleep. <laughs> Neither one of us knew what happened. <laughs> I believe it. I mean, there are times. I, I can't Somebody's going to be all pissed thinking I'm shitting on the Mendez brothers now for sure, but I'm not. I actually like them and I watch a lot of their teams. So just to dispel that. 
Hopefully you delete that part of the podcast and you just Absolutely. leave another part up. I'm going to take it and put it in a quotation and put it in the title. Oh, Gary what are you Tony talking about? shits on Mendez. BJJ Eastern oh, Europe's you, already going to release that. Yes. Oh, man. Gary, I'm glad you and I thought at the same time. From, Go ahead, Kevin. from a pure MMA perspective, um, and I've j- I timed this which now. I, which I currently have. Yeah, so we're at the 45-minute mark. First of all, you looked huge because it's probably the first time I've seen you fight someone your size in an yeah. extremely long time. <laughs> That's true. Two, uh, my favorite moment was the missed kick uh, until the elbows. So the missed kick was awesome. Was say, I, how do we how do we not get to that at any point during? Like I figured this was going to be like a big topic for you guys. We were still upset. Well, your division is light. The little guys. That's what happens. Like sometimes you even see Mighty Mouse kick and sort of fall. I mean, not for five years because he's talented and disciplined now. But you're talented. <laughs> so when you get to discipline, you got all that athleticism flying around. You're going to fall a few times. Uh, you made up for it with by giving the elbow. To the center. That also, I as soon as I saw you do that, I'm going to caution you. Obviously, you know what you're doing. I was sure you were going to put your shoulder out of your socket as you dropped the elbow on that center. Imagine pitch. that would have been a fucking amazing. Well, it would have been, except oh, I was man. so effing excited to see you crush it in MMA and not use jujitsu. So it was honestly one of those like, well, because you could have heel hooked him or done whatever you wanted when you were in that transition place, as we were talking about with your your flirtatious twister, as we mm-hmm. shall call it. You obviously could have. So it'll be a, it's fun to see you head into MMA. You have the Lovato wave of fun watching you do it. We were nervous when it started. I was very nervous when you went airborne and fell on your ass after trying to kick him in the head. But then settled right down as the elbows blew, and uh, damn, it was fun. It's fun to watch you do MMA. It is. Thanks, man. I'm going to try to keep doing it for a little while. We'll see how it goes. I have some notes. Go for it. Okay. Um, Gary, I know that you called it the people's elbow. Did you not? (laughs) Here we go. All this criticism (laughs) with the (laughs) WWE Yeah, dude, because that's what I'm good at. And you know what? I want to point out something here. (laughs) I saw you get some good air. But you know what it looked like to me, Gary, if I'm being honest? Yeah. Uh, It looked like somebody who didn't make a full decision. It's like you committed midair and you go, up by by dropping this elbow? Because that's not how The Rock does it. Therefore, it was not a true people's (laughs) elbow. So to me, I thought to myself, I said, Gary's just jumping in the air because... I'm not sure he knows what to do. This is his Ricky Bobby moment of, I don't know what to do with my hands. And so when yeah. you jumped no, in the no, air and you I, dropped an elbow down, I said, that's more like the macho man. And I can accept yeah. that. But when people were You're starting to respond and say, to the people's elbow, and then I actually got called a hater, which I don't even understand <laughs> how that's possible. If you know any part of our dynamic, like what part of our dynamic <laughs> is supposed to get along? I, I ask people that. But I want to make sure that people understand that when I'm criticizing, it's because I expect better from you. Yes, yes. Well, honestly, you're right. It definitely wasn't a people's elbow. Uh, I was just excited that I was elbowing him in the head when I won. So I was like, I'm going to jump up and elbow the floor. 
It's kind of like what you were saying. Like, I just didn't know what to do. So I was like, yeah, I, I ended with an elbow, so let's do this. <laughs> and that's a much better explanation. I just love the fact that when people make wrong like areas of reference, it's like, you know, hey guys, it's one thing if I would have totally been misleading and said Gary's 100% going for a twister, and then you come on the air and you say, oh, actually, no. I'd be like, oh, okay, I don't have much on that one. That's fine. Somebody comes at me and is like, um, Raph, that was the people's elbow. And I was like, you watch your mouth. <laughs> you watch your dirty, whorish mouth. Gary, now you tease this. <laughs> So I guess I got to ask because we have to follow up on that. You said that you have a fight in place. When do we get to know about it? Because you can't just tease us with that bullshit. And especially with the fact that you're apparently training, even though uh, you've got your old lady uh, osteoporosis hand wrap around it still. Yeah. um, Oh, well, I thought I saw someone say that Chatri kind of announced it, but then they got, like, the date wrong and stuff. I don't know. I don't know what I'm allowed to say about that, so I'm gonna, I can't say exactly what it is. Uh, I don't know. Let's say it'll be sometime within the next three months, if that helps. I don't know. To make it somewhat randomized. But, uh, yeah. Sure. Then let's ask, be, ask. What's that? Let's also ask this. Uh, it was teased that Gordon may himself be looking to once again emulate in your footsteps and go into MMA. Your thoughts on that? Hmm. Well, uh, my thoughts on it. I mean, I think it would be good for him, um, but I don't necessarily. I don't see it happening like very soon. Like, if it was going to happen, like, it definitely couldn't happen any sooner than, like, six months from now, I don't think. Sure. Uh, I don't I don't know current word of that occurring. But, yeah. It, it is kind of cool, though, that I got to start the whole MMA thing first so that I could get good at something that he's not good at, that he plans to try to get good at in the future, so that I can laugh at him in the future when he tries to get good at it. Because that's, like, kind of how the whole dynamic works with grappling, and, like, obviously, he started to get really good at that. And now it's super competitive, and I can't, like, make fun of him as much. And it's kind of depressing. But now, like, I know how to punch people in the face, and he doesn't. So it kind of brought that back. And I really can't wait until he starts trying to do MMA so that I can bring that whole dynamic back about how much he sucks. Is there a real fear that he could actually surpass you in the gi? And that when I say surpass well, I mean, you in the gi, I mean show up at a tournament? Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's not going to take a whole lot. Like, <laughs> he basically has to win, like, I don't know, one Ivy Degas event at Black Belt, and that's pretty much, like, he could win, like, I don't know, the uh, the Detroit Open, and uh, still the Flint, the Flint Open, and, oh, <laughs> and, still, and still, like, somehow uh, be better than any of the accomplishments I've ever had. There's a series of Detroit jokes we're just going to bypass as we keep going through this. I just want to make sure that as we know that, because Gary, as we mentioned that with Gordon and obviously him doing his thing in the pajama way, like, do you feel, because again, he is one of your students and now he's kind of, you know, a peer essentially, but still a student, always a student. Do you feel like you failed now that he's ending up in the pajamas? Oh, no, no. I mean, 
I kind of wish he would have just transitioned to MMA. I think it would have been kind of fun. But, uh, you know, I always wanted to be able to do, you know, some good things in the Gi, too. It just didn't, I didn't have the timeline for it. Uh, I didn't have the time. And by the time, you know, I decided to start doing the whole MMA thing, I was 26 already, so, or 25-ish, you know. So, um, I don't know, I'm happy. Like, I'm happy somebody in the team is going to take the project on. Uh, because otherwise, foreseeably, maybe nobody would for a really long time. Because John's got like a lot of deep knowledge about uh, the key as well that you know I think a lot of people don't realize. And uh, it'll be cool to see Gordon get to show that. Um, I think it's going to take a little while, you know, to get used to. We'll see how it goes. I don't know like what his plans are in terms of competition schedule, but uh, if things go the way that uh, you know we want them to, uh, I think it'll be. It'll be great to see that he can dominate both he and Nogi, and then I think that shuts a lot of people up. I mean, there's always going to be, you know, whiny pansies that you know make excuses or whatever. But I'm right I mean, here. It would be nice. I don't need you calling <laughs> me names while I'm on the mic. <laughs> you opened this podcast by calling me a slut. That was Raph. I just vehemently agreed with. I want to point out, there's been no less than three times you've proven yourself to be some kind of floozy of some sort. So, yeah, it's not really us. And there's no such thing as slut shaming that Gary Tonin uses as protection. Because I feel like half of your base would be ashamed. You would even try and throw slut shaming. What's protection? Mm, Exactly. Now, it's what they did to your hands before the fight with the tape. That's that's fighting safety. Oh, yeah. Oh, you do that with, with okay. screw, you do that with your penis. No <laughs> pregnancy. That's <laughs> so true, Gary. When you talk about that though, and you brought up Danaher, and he's got this whole online instructional coming out, is there going to be like a whole Mister Rogers vibe where you're just going to hear a door and be like, "What? Oh, who could that be?" But it's in Danaher voice, and it's just like, "Oh, whoever could that be at the door?" <laughs> That's Let's- a- <laughs> Go explore who it could I really, be. I really, I really hope they find a way to mix something like that in. And then it's you just I'm be not- like, oh, hey, John, I, I thought you guys got to Ashi. Thank God I got here before. <laughs> Is there any chance we'll be seeing you on the instructional, sir? No, no, I'm not involved in the instructional making process. I don't think any of us are. Uh, I think he used, like, uh, you know, one of the other Henzo black belts um, that he uh, came up with, um, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, we won't be on that. Uh, I don't have any plans of, like, releasing any instructionals anytime soon uh, or anything like that. I don't know about Gordon. Maybe okay. Eddie. Who knows? I'm not really sure. But, uh, yeah, sorry. I wish I could I wish I could tell you I was. Maybe I'll, I, I'll, I'll uh, beg John to make, like, a, a weird cameo appearance. I, I think just that's here during a random technique, especially, you know, I mean, like when I started thinking about what the online instructional should be for him, I was like, no, he should definitely go the Mr. Rogers neighborhood and like <laughs> totally go super reserved. And like, there's a magical train that goes by and it's him always being like, oh, that's a wonderful story. Now I'm going to spend 20 minutes explaining a technique and the history of it before I even show you. One have thing. you ever been to one of his seminars? I have not. Oh, man. Because you'd get to see such a different, like, I know you guys have interviewed him before, sure. but like his seminars, he definitely shows like his other side, which is pretty funny. I don't know if he did that too much in the interviews. I haven't, I don't know if I've watched he's, those. The ones he that he is, did. I understand that. Uh, he has 100% <laughs> told me 
both on air and off air, he is a different animal in the classroom. And he is also, I, and I don't know if this is 100% true, but I think he has invited me to be there. And I've been like, I don't know that I should. And I think he's just trying to say, like, it would be fascinating for you to see what it is that I do because <laughs> I'm very different and I'm on my best behavior here, Mr. Esparza. And I'm like, sure you are, dude. But also, if I go to one of your places, I'm for sure dying because it's all of your comeuppance. Of yeah, every- you've made a lot of enemies. You know, I don't know that I've made enemies. I just, just ask the right question. I mean, I'll... I mean, I'll just go ahead and say that you've definitely made enemies. I'm your enemy, so, you know. Yeah, but you don't, you're one. retired from grappling, so you don't need to do that. And we I have an army of shitty white belts that are way better than you. So. <laughs> 100%. Uh, I do believe that. <laughs> I will say this, though, Gary, is that now that you uh, invite the hand punching, uh, I just I can't be held responsible if I punch you in the face either. And you know what the dumb part is? Oh wow! <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not saying I'm gonna hit you or anything. I'm just saying wow, you know, that's what you do now, right? I got aggressive, real Whoa, quick. I also yeah. would pay good money to see you two rolling, Raf, and you to just try. Oh, so, like, you know what we should crack. do? Can we can we do something on the show? Like, can we do a show where we put those obscenely large boxing gloves on and have a fight? <laughs> Yes, or like yes. jousting or something. Like uh, we need jousting. to get like we need to hire one of those blow up joust things. I almost and just bought beat the shit out of each other with those giant. Um, so they I'll, do those with I'll sumo really costumes. With I almost bought uh, two for real. Oh yeah, I'm good with the sumo. I'm the good sumo with the thing. rolling. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you this much though. Uh, there's a certain pecking order on this because like mm. Gary is supposed to karaoke against me at some point, and he has yet to do that, which tells me he's afraid. So, Set a date and time, that. bro. I'm going to be in California, May 5th, for Gordon's event. Okay. Yeah. I'll be there probably for a few days after that. Find uh-huh. a karaoke spot. Set a date and time. I will be there. I will crush you. And yeah, you're going to tap. You're going to tap to a song. Let's get a GoFundMe started and get you guys your own private room at one of those Korean joints. I got plenty of frequent fire <laughs> miles I'm ready to exchange. I just. But here's the thing, Kev, I want you to know. Oversized boxing gloves, fine. Uh, Gary grappling me, that's a lower on the list. Okay? <laughs> I if I can't you. punch it back, it's not as great. <laughs> uh, but if I am being honest, uh, the, the jousting thing, um, I suck mm-hmm. really hard at. I once yeah. uh, did that like at college. One of my, like, we had a big party. And I could not move that thing around. I was like trying to move it. And I was like, oh man, I like by the time I literally got a handle on it and I go, I think I could doof and just like got knocked off. And I go, oh yeah, I suck really badly. I just think it would be like, I don't know exactly which one we should do. I know there's other weird shit. Like you put yourself in like a giant hamster ball or some weird shit. But like <laughs> okay, one of those should be like, should be like done while conducting an interview. You two are just fair. naming things from American gladiators. And much no, like when yeah, people or, talk or, about <laughs> pizza around me, now it's all will, I'm craving. Okay, Gary, I, I will say this. I have been angling to do this for some time, but I have said that I should do an interview while rolling with somebody because mm-hmm. I don't think that many people could do <laughs> my brand of interview. And more importantly, I don't think that people know 
that I usually talk my way out of bad positions when I am rolling. <laughs> so when somebody starts talking to me and invites that, like they don't understand that I just escaped and they're just like, how the fuck am I? Like, how did Raph mount me? And I was like, oh, you invited talking into this. Once you invite talking, I'm going to pass. It's not a problem. And they were just like, but I was about wow. to submit. And I was like, yeah, I know. I talk really well. That's all. Um, so anyway, uh, I think that might did, be the. Did you just insinuate that you can shit talk your way around a guard? It depends on the person, but yes. Here's the thing, <laughs> Gary. I'm 100% like the worst person at jujitsu. But when people invite the aspect of hosting into it and like being a person who talks, uh, I'm not going to do that. That elevates your, elevates your level. I 100% like say what bell level? What bell level would you be if that was allowed with the right person? Like, how does it change? Like, what are you? Mm. You're like a you're like a white belt with like. One stripe now, right? <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. So, what, would you, what know, level yeah. would you be when you're able to talk? Advanced purple, <laughs> maybe even into the brown. I think because there's still a physical <laughs> element to it. But if you can slide a good joke in, you know how hard it is to armbar someone while you're kind of laughing. It's very difficult. That's true. It is tough. Gordon used to do this thing where he just fucking did a full spaz, like he yeah. he just convulsed, like he was having a seizure, like whenever I would go for a leg lock. And I absolutely could never hold on to his leg. Not because of the movement. I just start laughing hysterically. I, I, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't follow up the attack. 100%. Exactly. I, I would do this. Like, especially when I would have people who are like far better than me. Um, and they would try and shit talk me. What they wouldn't understand is I'm better at shit talking than <laughs> any form of jujitsu. And so at a certain <laughs> point, like I would hurt their feelings where they'd have that pause moment where they go, Oh, and then suddenly they're just like, fuck, he's got my back now. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. And I'm not going to do anything I with it. it. I don't know how. Yeah, it, it's fascinating, Gary. I can't say it works uh, 100% on the highest of level of people. But it works. At a time, every time, at least. Exactly. Exactly. That. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're. I know you love cliche stuff. references, so I had to squeeze that in there. Well, I love. It's not even cliche, it's just whatever movie Will Ferrell has been in yes. most Correct. recently that you've watched on the television, you go, yes. oh, Anchorman. I'm just going to make nine Anchorman references. Unless he pulls a Zohan, then he's like, uh, you remember, what was that movie <laughs> where he was a coach with Terry Bradshaw? Uh, kicking and something? <laughs> kicking and screaming. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, you know, I could go on and on on this. I want to end on this, though, Gary. Um, Hold on, Raph, before real quick. Get, yep. Bold prediction as we wind this out. Uh, everybody on this podcast, look for AJ to be wearing that exact uh, flag rash guard you used to wear, and maybe, oh, yeah. maybe even roll right into that. What's that stupid thing? I only snap and tap, or whatever you're saying is. I, I actually really enjoy it. I just don't commit it to memory. I smoke a lot of weed. After all, snap that one. That's what we're gonna see. AJ is gonna be wearing your exact rash guard. He's gonna be coming out with Gordon. You're gonna be like, what the fuck happened? He's gonna be hanging out with Danaher. He's going to completely single white female you on this. Mm. You already is. That used to be my life. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Raph. No, I'm done. You, you miss him. You know you 100% miss AJ. Like, as much as you love giving shit to him, you know that somewhere deep inside of you, you, him, if you know, you're destined I to do this forever. I still have to see him all the time. I know. Is that every major, like, somehow, is that every major grappling show that people end up, I don't Somehow, I don't know. 
don't know how it happens, but it does. Hey, listen, you tell me. It seems like he writes a wonderful thank you letter, is what I have deduced. Uh, but I'll say this, Gary. Uh, before we go, I, since we were kind of discussing different things, and the whole Geo and Nikki thing came together because of online trash talk, and then you were very respectful, which is always weird to see dude. you do that, um, to Geo and saying, like, hey, that was fun. I'm really glad. You know, most people wouldn't take that match. Uh, was that kind of the end all guys where you guys like stood at the end. Yeah. I mean, I said, that's what I said to him after the match. And uh, I think I messed, I think when the whole AJ thing was coming out, uh, I said something about that. Like I'd see that match. And then I was like, Hey man, thanks for, you know, taking the match and everything like that. So that's where I stand. You know, I don't think there's any, I mean, the slaps were a little much that kind of pissed me off, but I mean, this he, Nikki won. So I don't really care that much. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it's whatever and that kind of stuff happens i guess but uh you know other than that i don't have any like qualms about like what happened or anything like that i never really had any like major problems with uh with those guys i always had you know uh respect for them i just uh you know i really wanted to see the match so we were just trying to do anything we could to try to get that match to happen so agree i'm glad i and- did and now that it happened it's good was there ever an exchange of the Bitcoin? Because that was the most important element of the matchmaking. Dude, that deal. was so weird. That whole thing was so strange. I don't know what the hell was happening between Denny and Gordon. That was super weird. I don't I, know what it is, yeah, dude, yeah. but at this point... I would point, just wake up and just see all kinds of crazy shit posted on Instagram. Uh, I couldn't even follow it after a while. I didn't even know what was going on. And I usually love to follow shit talking, but I was clueless. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely are very much the uh, real housewife. Give me my wine. Like MMA and, fighter mm-hmm. Gary Tonin, way more responsible. Just kind mm-hmm. of asleep by 11. Not as interested <laughs> in the games. Sold his <laughs> PS4 to the neighbor kids. He's just ready to Pays move up. his credit card on time. It's, it's very gross. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, the fire department called on me the other day. I was burning boxes in my backyard when I was uh, cleaning my house. <laughs> there we go. And the funny part was I was also burning furniture. That's what I told them. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I was, I was burning a bunch of stuff, and, and uh, it was accumulating, like, a lot of smoke. And it was during the day, so I guess the neighbors could see it. And uh, the fire department gets called. <laughs> but the response time of the fire department was so dismal that they couldn't – they didn't get here in time for them for, to see me doing anything wrong, like burning furniture. So basically when they got here, there's like two logs with like hot coals and that's it in the fire. And they're like, what? We got called for this. And I was like, yeah, I was just burning boxes. I don't know what they were freaking out about. Meanwhile, 10 minutes before that, there was a mountain of smoke pouring in my backyard. So that was pretty awesome. I enjoyed that you said during the day, which means my neighbor could see it. It's like, good. Gary gets how daylight works. This is fantastic. (laughs) He gets it. I mean, are we supposed to ask why you were burning them? Well, yeah, to get rid of them. What's okay. supposed to do with them, right? Recycle? Like an You're right. Asshole? <laughs> Gotta light that shit on fire. Yeah, I mean, idiot. Yeah, literally, literally, I would have had to bring that to a... Like, you guys are really... Like, I spent 30 minutes at the post office today, and I, I think I'm gonna... I'm gonna... So with cardboard boxes, not only do you have to bring them to a recycling center, you have to fold them up neatly, tie some string around them for them to take them. Yeah, all right. When people stop getting so picky about my recycling... I, maybe I'll think about doing it again, but there's zero chance I'm doing that with a bunch of cardboard boxes. Those shits are getting burned in my backyard. 
All right. Well, that's good for the Earth. This is uh, a perfect Earth Day <laughs> we did installment of the show. What is Gary Tonin's stance on recycling? Now we know. Absolutely. We, we thought we that was a stupid question. We're like, that's never going to come up. But well, I guess this, Gary, because y'all <laughs> bequeathing uh, a Bitcoin. Let's just, let's just put it this way: I do did watch a lot of Captain Planet when I was growing up, so that's where my stance is. Definitely. Gary's <laughs> <laughs> the one person who's rooting for all the nameless villains. It's just like uh, Dr. Sludge. Sure. Yeah. He's the guy. Um, well, so, again, I want to belabor this because you did give us Bitcoin, and now that's going to be in every contract, I hope, forever grappling. Like, that's our favorite joke to do now is anytime somebody starts talking about a super match or a super fight, we just go, yeah, but there's, is there a Bitcoin involved? Plus one Bitcoin. <laughs> Um, I have to ask you this, since you're retired from grappling, what is the match that you want to see now? Because you aren't involved. There can't really be a Gary Tonin call out, uh, really, I guess, unless they make some sort of deal with the Asian uh, Federation known as one. <laughs> so what's the match that Gary Tonin wants to see? That I want to see? Mm. Hmm. That's a good question, man. Oh. <sighs> threw me off there. I wasn't ready for that, man. I don't. I don't. I literally can't even think of anything right now. I don't you have any like put, particular. You can't put somebody up against Nikki. You can't put somebody up against Eddie. You can't put somebody up against Gordon. <sighs> I mean, I. I mean, I can. I just like Gordon I versus oh, the Meow Brothers. I definitely want to see Gordon. Well, I de- <laughs> I'm great at this. <laughs> yeah, against Kyo against Kyo Terra. Even better. <laughs> uh, no, both <laughs> Meow Brothers. He's been lifting. <laughs> Both Meow Brothers on each other's shoulders and Bioterra on top. Oh fuck! That kind of sounds awesome. <laughs> like a mega, like a Megazord. That would be pretty cool. That's tag team to the next level. It's like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, shoulder jujitsu. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I definitely want to see uh, Gordon and Bushesha. That would be a good fight. I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know if he's going to retire soon or what, or if he's continuing to fight for ACD or what, but if he does, then I imagine they'll end up paired against each other. So that would be a good one. There's only a few other guys that he's got to knock out in the terms of the Nogi scene. Um, obviously have to see him compete against Foley Bay again. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't know. And then Kevin mentioned then that team. If you were thinking about that too, like, did you mm-hmm. see any of the tag team grappling? Did that never cross your mind? Did that never sit there and go? Wait, there was a tag. There was an actual tag team grappling event that happened. Mission oh, yes, underground. underground. Gotta see it. It's amazing. They did like six matches. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen it. No. Gary, here's the rules. Who put it on? Here's how it works. It Submission was Mission underground. underground. It was tag. You okay. fought for them once, you idiot. Yeah. It's a <laughs> the basic I premise. Didn't see the, the event with the tag team asshole. Well, why don't you open your eyes, Gary, and stop being so MMA-focused every once in a while and remember us grappling community. We made you, Gary. All right? (laughs) The grappling community as a whole understood you're the guy, and now you're fighting MMA and you're big-timing and you're doing all this other bullshit. But yes, the basic premise of it was as such. Basically, you had eight minutes for a round, you and another person. It was done in let like octagonish cage. Eight minutes, two people, together. as many taps as you can do in eight minutes. In and cage. and here's the thing, Gary. It wasn't even a requirement for two people. It was what? It was like 350, was, 370 pounds or something like that. Well, they, somewhere between there. Tag team. 
with pounds. Yeah, they announced you could have as many people as long as it hit that three sixty three seventy pound weight limit. That's not really wow. That's just the way Raf thinks of thinks it was conducted, right? We that's not a real rule. That was a real rule, one hundred (laughs) percent. Wow. So Gary, having said that, that, they brought a whole bunch of different elements into that that I wasn't even ready for. If you think about that, though, you know, there is a way to maybe combine you and Eddie Cummings and even maybe Nikki. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. But you guys would be pretty close to that limit if you guys combine forces. I'm just saying. Think about it. We tried. We tried to set something like that up a while back with several teams and nobody ever wanted none of that. Yeah, but that was because you wanted individual matches. This is an actual shit show into itself. Well, like an actual tag team, yeah. Mm -hmm. How did they do the tagging? So you had to hold, I think, the cage or something like that. And uh, it was very loosey-goosey, Gary. When I'm saying that they had some rulings, like, don't get me wrong. It was fun. But it's also uh-huh. in the last like thirty seconds, it just be, kind of became like a shit show where one person would like rush the other side. Like they understood what it was for an entertainment value. Did you, did, was there was it like in some ways like professional wrestling? Did they ever have a point in time where both people were allowed to be attacking the other person or no? So what you could do is you could pull the other person closer to the corner so that when the person tagged out they would be able to, like, say, take their back if somebody was holding their legs. And you could drag the person back over to the other side of the cage. So there were elements that uh, were very professional wrestling-esque. But uh, hmm. there was, I mean, Gary, I'm not kidding you when I say, like, when you look at it, you go, okay, I give into this 100%, and I just think it's silly, and I think it's really fun. So what they would do is they would count the multiple times, whoever had the most taps within that eight-minute round. Wow. Yeah, that sounds sick. Well, I think they did, but you were too busy being like, I can't hear grappling things anymore. MMA Gary Tonin <laughs> doesn't live that life anymore. So I want you to think about that. And I want you to think about what matches you want to see. So that way, when we see each other in a few weeks, we can discuss that even further. But uh, you mean Kev- when, when we battle in a few weeks? <laughs> battle, it's fine. I understand that. We're- we're karaoke battling. Yeah, we're karaoke battling. Although I 100% do believe it in Gary's possession to be the person who, as I'm singing, is trying to, like, Eminari roll me. And I'm going to be like, nah, bro, you can't touch me here. This is different. This isn't the mat. I don't know. I did, we do. Nope. Oh. Gary. Gary. Then we called somebody. Oops. There he is. Oh, you actually. called some. Good job, Gary. I know how phones work. <laughs> well, I think we were because wrapping. I don't have an iPhone. I understand that. I think we were starting to wrap things up. Kev, did you miss Gary? Was it? Has it been too long since we've chatted with him, or not long enough? Uh, it's such a mixed bag because I feel like I've seen his face so much, and mm-hmm. all. And frankly, oh, oh, Kev, a song. I'm pretty sure. You do, but I was trying to just let bygones speak. I mean, Jiu-Jitsu Gary Tonin owes me a song. MMA Gary Tonin, who the fuck knows? (laughs) So when I come back, when I come back, I have to do the song before I come back? No, hey. Well, well, that is a good rule of imposition. Yeah, next, be prepared to rep some song (laughs) next time you get on here. (laughs) Before I announce my next coupling match. There you go. The song's coming out. And feel Good. free to incorporate what that the, in. What was the rules of the song? I forget. It's just R&B. 
I just needed it to be R&D. soulful. Don't fake yeah. it. I'll know you're faking it. And like, mm-hmm. and is it is it supposed to be like written? Am I supposed to write you a song, or am I just supposed to sing? Do you a, want me to do A-R-D it for you, Gary? I have shit to do. You're busy. I'm busy. Like you figure it out. I don't. It was years ago. Who I, can remember? I I'd to, settle. I'll have to write it. I'd settle for a tattoo on your ass. Wait, was that me that you made that bet? That was somebody no, else. No, that's somebody else. Yeah. Alex. Okay. Yeah. Man, what a lifetime ago. <laughs> well, so, Gary, so simple. Let's say this. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Kevin will see you when you make a beautiful song, an R&B sort of rhythm and blues-esque sort of ditty for him. Uh, is there something mm. you'd like to say to the community for their support or lack thereof uh, for your MMA debut? Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have. Everybody was pretty nice. There was only like, I think it was just like AJ that was like pissed. <laughs> it, it was like AJ and like, uh, I think Munch said something. And that was about it. So to everybody who wasn't AJ and Munch, thanks guys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as you would know, that's essentially Gary's uh, Christmas card list is basically everybody but AJ and Munch. <laughs> but yeah, 100%. They're getting coal in their stocking this year. 100%. Gary, you know, I got to say this. On behalf of us here, we were nervous. We were scared. Uh, I mean, then we were happy you got punched in the face. Uh, but then we were mostly <laughs> just happy it worked out okay. Like, especially at the end when we see you doing your nonsense and when you were supercharged uh, talking in the post interviews and you were just happy. It seemed like a good mix. And we're very excited to see what this uh, next chapter brings for you. So uh, congratulations on your first MMA win uh, of what promises to be probably a mixed bag of emotion. If being honest, as we continue to watch you uh, and probably continue this whole sort of psyche of. Oh God, Gary! Don't! Oh God! Just, just win! Just, just <laughs> I'm only throwing game. kicks my next fight. That's oh, it. Only kicks. No. no punches. Just to redeem myself from the previous fight. No. Mandatory <laughs> two cartwheels, or I won't be impressed. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, you guys maybe one day making a video and somebody not going, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> What's a tonin? What's a tonin is so great. I still love that. <laughs> I respect what you went there, Gary, but like there are levels to this, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and let Gary get on out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, our thanks to our occasional friend slash nemesis, Gary Tone. Raph, what a podcast. Gary's so good, we didn't even intro the show. No. Don't why tell should him. We? He's not going to listen, so he won't know that we did that awesome bypass <laughs> for him. But, Raph, I do want to first also thank a few of our close friends mm. for making it possible for us to talk to people like Gary Tone and do what we do, support the art, keep things moving so we can continue to get surgery, which is the reason we are doing this. Some of us. That's why I'm doing this. <laughs> wow. And I, they were like, wear loose-fitting clothing. And I said, go to hell. I'll be wearing my north-south jiu-jitsu <laughs> underwear. And no one's going to tell me I can or can't do it. 
Because if you go to northsouthjujitsu.com, you check out your size, you get that. It, it's already in your A1, A2, A3, A4, A0 for your non-existent people. Any size you need, it's going to keep you covered and secure even with those big hips. I'm talking about myself still around. That's fair. Now, Kev, have you looked into what kind of IV you're going to get? You know, they said something about it, but it just didn't sound as nutritious as I was hoping. Like, what kind of nutritious are you thinking? Are you thinking that, like, with an IV, you would put something in there? Yeah, I would like something, I mean, even maybe more a little bit on our sponsor side, maybe something a little bit more I was sure of, like something that was proven. Mm. And nutritional? Oh, God, that would be amazing. Wake up healthier. Is there something that combines the two, though? You know, there is a a certain helpful, beautiful, bright sponsor in our lives, Proven Nutrition, that could help you do that. And And what is that too, Kevin? That's the little thing is I'm wondering. So if you get their core pack, it does everything. Elevates your life, gives you a little bit more energy, makes you more beautiful. That last part has an asterisk next to it. That's a a little bit. That's my maybe me internalizing because it gave me confidence. But it's Proven Nutrition. ProvenNutrition.com. I'm going to be glowing. You know what? I should. I'm going to get, I'm going to take the health pack in and be like, nurse, put this in. <laughs> <laughs> they will very much enjoy. <laughs> That'd be so great. If you'd be like, I brought my own. Thank you. Hand it to her. Like a six pack. Uh, <laughs> it's from proven nutrition. They're very good. <laughs> Raph, we're going to close the show out. Uh, but first yeah. you, you saw the Andre, the giant documentary. I did. It was very good. Did you know, and this is crazy, did you know wrestling was regional? <laughs> did you? Kevin, yes. Kevin has the exact same question with the exact same inflection that he did a week and a half ago. When I and I want to make sure that he... Like, he made sure that I saw the documentary, number one. Then number two, it was... Rev, can I can I ask you a question? Sure, Kev, what can I answer for you? I mean, there's a dozen or so questions I'm sure you could have from a documentary on professional wrestling. I'd love to answer any of them. What's that? Um, did you know it's regional? Kev, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I did not know that. I just mm. had never heard that. <laughs> wow. He, okay. Well, I, I'm going to give them some credit. This is HBO Films. If you haven't seen it, it's on HBO. It's called Andre the Giant. I didn't know about his mythology, Raph. Yes. A lot of I, I obviously understood who he was even just through pop culture references and he was in Princess Bride. I uh, I didn't understand the wrestling significance he had held and his athletic prowess. He was Ali like in terms of his contest structure. So massive props out Jason here? Something like that? Jason here? Really, higher or whatever he yeah. did a lot of ufc stuff i actually heard him in an interview talking about how he was kind of prepared to talk to vince mcmahon because he had worked with dana white yeah <laughs> they're apparently similar except you know one's classy and the other's more of a del taco uh i'm not gonna <laughs> i think people get it there's a lot about this documentary what was your favorite part uh the vince mcmahon almost cry because there's a moment when they kind of get toward the end and they ask Vince McMahon, like, were you sad when he died? Which a softball question, but it's enough for Vince to go. 
I have a mechanism that I use to get rid of uh, bad sort of energy or uh, things. And uh, so were you sad when he passed? Um, He was uh, he was special. That's what it was. Meanwhile, uh, Kevin, again, because he was talking to me about this ref Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, that sort of that. Kevin never heard that story from Hulk Hogan. And it's very well done here. That is the best acting Hulk Hogan will ever do. Like, that is him at his best. Holding the moment, building. uh, It's very well done. Uh, You know, Hulk's kind of, he's told that story before. But seeing it in documentary form and knowing what Hulk's gone through... Uh, it is very cool to see because it does tell a good story. It's kind of like if Kevin and I somehow agreed to do a podcast for five plus years and I just said, don't worry about it, Kev. I'll tell you how it ends. Cool. When? Well, I'll let you know. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. When are you going to tell me? How the podcast is supposed to end. Don't worry about it. I also love the Randy Savage part. That was honestly, if I had to tune back to where I was like, I couldn't be more. There's always a point when you're watching something, you're going from 100% in to like 30% in. Think about when you've walked in and a friend or a significant other is watching something that you just hate so much. You're maybe top 4% in. Mm. By the time we get to Hulk Hogan, it's still pretty early, top, top of the hour, top of the 30. He's talking about how much he hated Randy Savage. No baby oil. I was 100% in. I was like, I'm going to watch every second of this documentary. Ric Flair's great. There's some fantasticness. But then uh, Robin Wright. What is going on with Robin Wright? It's just perfect. Rob Reiner's in it. It's great. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. I was inspired enough, Raph, to watch a pro wrestling documentary and you have to admit, this one does a very good job in terms of if you didn't know anything about pro wrestling, nothing. This is at least going to give you a pretty good zero to the 90s understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. I was like, because that's what I felt. I walked away being like, they did a really good job sort of lacing in where this version of wrestling came from. And it kind of, and that's kind of the point. It came from people like Andre, but. Raph, did you know there are territories in wrestling? Did you know mm-hmm. they were territories? Mm-hmm. Did you know that they call it putting him over? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. The, the, the things you learn. Sometimes you say going over, someone's going to do the job. Those are industry terms, yes. Jerry, I'm very proud of you. Lawler's in the... It's fucking great. Anyway, go see it or get HBO Go, uh, preferably through you know your local provider. Or your local friend that has a HBO Go account. That is going to do it for us tonight. It's time for some shout outs, Raph. Uh, yeah. I'll start. Did my last pre surgery drop by the Jubera tonight just to see everybody. They are, there's a hefty amount of people competing on Saturday at the mm-hmm. Denver IBJJF Open, teaming up with a big chunk of the Lovato affiliates out here. He's got a two, two or three. Three affiliates in the around the Colorado area. I know at least two, but they're all going to be flying under the Hibero flag. So it should be a 
pretty damn fun weekend for them. <coughs> Good luck to all competing and special shout out to the Kaiser surgical team. As we battened down the hatches, had a lovely pre-surgery screening today. All systems go. I should be back uh, healthy or at least not in so much pain here in about a week. That's going to do it for me. That's good. Shout out, Wise Ref. Uh, well, let's do this. Let's go ahead and shout out LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. LA Jiu-Jitsu. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you guys can train there at 8 a.m. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, it is 11.30. Go stop by. Say what's up to the guys. Tell them I sent you. Or don't. I really don't care. I'm just saying it's good training there. So you're missing out if you're not going. Uh, there's some stuff I think we're working on uh, behind the scenes. So we'll have um, we'll have more information for y'all coming up very soon. But uh, let's also shout out Valley Martial Arts Center. Mac. Great stuff's happening on that way. And um, let's send some good shout outs to our good friend, John Evans. Went to go have drinks with him last week. Good to see him. And then I also want to send a big shout out to our good friend, the young Keith Kikorian, who received his brown belt over the weekend. What? That's pretty. I know. I know. Kid can't have an alcoholic beverage by law, but he's a brown belt now. Can't gamble in a casino, but he is a brown belt. Kev, he can't rent a car with any form of authority. I mean, he can, but not like at the cheaper levels that you get when you're 25. No, I, I guess what I'm saying is uh, the child is uh, very, very well respected. And uh, it's a joint promotion between uh, the 10th Planet Freaks and the 10th Planet Monster Squad. And if memory serves me correct, I believe he might be one of the first, if not the first, round belt promotion on the Freak Monster Squad is, I believe, what they're coining it as. Oh, cool. That's or is it Monster Freak? I don't really know which one it is. I don't pretend to know any of this sort of stuff. We try. Just, We're just not that cool. We do our absolute best. Absolutely. Eh, so uh, the kid has definitely deserved it. He most recently won uh, not just the division, but the absolute of a brown belt tournament out in Arizona. So uh, it's been a long time coming. He's a very good competitor, even if, you know, he's still like, hey, oh, man, <laughs> thanks. That was really nice of you, Mr. Sparza. Thanks. Even when I texted him and I said, good job. I'm very proud of you. Sends me, oh, thanks, Mr. Esparza. Mm. Anyway, I think that'll do it for me. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night. And be healthy, Kevin. you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is